Last week I heard of a story of this guy, he went to a physician because he had a major problem. And the doctor said, well, what's wrong? He said, I hurt all over. Every part of my body hurts. It's in pain. He said, well, that's a little odd. We need to check this out and go a little deeper. He said, I want you to touch your ear. He touched his ear and went, ow. Oh. He said, I want you to touch your forehead. He touched his forehead and said, ouch. I want you to touch your knee. Oh, man, my shoulder. And he's like, wow, this hurts. He said, you idiot, you got a dislocated finger. <laughs> How many of you know in life it just seems like everything is wrong? No matter where you are, no matter where you touch, it just seems like everything's hurting. And all of life seems to be caving in on you at the same time. And you know what? There are not too many people of adult age even that are with us who realize as you go through life, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of discomfort that happens. And uh, sometimes it can overwhelm us in the midst of circumstances and the things that we're going through. And, and it just seems like there's no direction that you can turn that, uh, where it doesn't hurt. Well, there's a story in John chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, will you turn with me? John chapter 5 of a hurting man. And he's been hurting for a long time, the Bible tells us, a long time. In verse 1, John chapter 5, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. And there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, there was a pool in which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Notice verse 3, here a great number, a great number, a what? Great number. So it's like a lot of disabled people, they lie, they're lying there. This guy, he's been laying there paralyzed. Verse 5, one who's there been an invalid for 38 years when Jesus saw him lying there, and he learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me enter into the pool and when the water is being stirred. And while I try to go in, someone goes in ahead of me. And then Jesus said back to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Now, I, I want to talk to you today about having an open heart, but healing for your heart that needs to happen. Healing your heart. Some of you... Uh, today uh, maybe need some healing because the caps lost this last week and you need a little bit of healing there. Or some of you are like, I don't even care. And some of you are like, I do care. You know, in, in any sport, there are players on both sides that are injured and are not able to play. That's what happens in the sports world. There's also players who are injured who are going to play injured in the game. There are players that are going to get injured while they are playing the game, just like there's in any sport, hockey and volleyball, football, basketball, you name it, their injury is a part of life, isn't it? The only way you can be sure not to be injured is not to play. And our text paints this picture of a great number of people, broken and disabled, who are lying at the pool. When I read about that, I thought about the great number of people today. There's an enormous amount of people in our world, in our life, in this church, like epidemic proportion, who are broken, who are injured, who are disabled, and they're hurting on the inside. And hurting on the inside, when you look at this, this is the biblical word for brokenhearted. 
The word heart in scripture is a reference to our entire soul and spirit. That's what we means in brokenhearted. It's your entire soul. It's your entire spirit. So when you read the word heart in the Bible, that's what it's talking about. Out, remember, the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, out of what's inside of us, what happens? The mouth speaks, right? So what's ever going on in our heart, everything that's inside of us, our mouth is speaking what's going on inside of us. The Bible also says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's a product of what he's thinking in his heart. When you read the word heart, it's about the inside, all-encompassing. It not only just goes to the person that's mourning the loss of a relationship or a loved one, uh, in that today. And we see, though, our world minimizes the broken heart, right? And we see that because of love songs, you know, she broke my heart, he broke my heart. And if you like a lot of brokenhearted songs, just listen to country music. Just it talks about a broken heart, right? I'm not against country music. I'm just saying, you know, you just all hear about a broken, he broke my heart, she broke my heart, all of that. And it applies this inside of us, we see, well, it's more than that. In the Bible, it's more than just just breaking the heart. It's, it's, it's a lot of things that are going on inside of us that are not right. There are hurts, habits, there are hang-ups that we each have. And there are many people here who, who are trying to come to terms with that today. But here's a key that I want you to understand. God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. God can heal you today everywhere that you hurt. Where do you hurt today? God can heal that. And I want to just say that right from the beginning. He can heal you spiritually and emotionally, physically, yeah. Maybe you need a physical touch from God today. Maybe it's emotionally. Maybe it's financially. He can heal you. How many know that God can heal us? I said God can heal us. I said God can heal us in Jesus' name. Amen. He can do that. That's the type of work he's in. You know, we've all made silly mistakes growing up in our life, you know, that we think, man, it really needs help. It needs to be healed. It needs to be restored. He can heal you in your relationships. He can, he, look, at, look at your neighbor and just kind of just make this declaration, this announcement right from the beginning today is you can say, I don't have to stay hurt. Come on, look at your neighbor. I don't have to stay hurt. And look at them again and say, and neither do you. I don't have to stay hurt. And neither do you, no matter what is going on in your life. And so I want you to know this. It's very important to understand because pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional, right? Pain is unavoidable. We run into it every single day, seasons in our life. But staying in the hurt is optional. And so if you're hurting today, you're in good company. But here's also what you need to know. You look to the person on your left and your right, in front of you and behind you. You have to know this, that there is a miracle around you right now. There's a miracle around you that's so very close. There are people who have had miracles right here in this place. People who have had breakthroughs. There are people who have been healed. So we all come through things in our life where there has been pain and hurt that's happened on the inside of us. Some of it can be very traumatic. It can be things that are of abandonment. It could be an area of abuse that's happened in your life and, and you're in pain today. And we realize there can be betrayal. And sometimes it can be as simple as not being picked for the team at seven years of age. That can be very painful. It can be a rejection that's taken place or maybe has happened right now. There are teenagers and children maybe in here today 
that you are hurting. And what I want you to know today is you are not alone in your hurt and your pain. You are not alone in your hurt and your pain. Everybody has hurts. We all deal with pain, and pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. It's optional in our lives. And so Jesus came, and he had many mission statements that were very powerful. We know that one of his number ones was he came to seek and to save that which was lost. But also, Luke chapter 4, here's what he said. I'm come to fulfill the will of God. How? God sent me to heal the brokenhearted. God sent me to this earth to heal the brokenhearted, and that's one of the many mission statements that he has, but this is one of his top mission strategy. So we've got to get this word out as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that so many people assume that once hurt, always hurt. How many of you know that? They just think, well, I've been hurt, so I'm always going to be hurt, and I'm going to stay on that. So so many people that the hurt of their past mess up the hope of their future. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so let me share a couple of verses with that. Psalm 34, 18 says this. The Lord is near to the who? Brokenhearted. He's near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. This is powerful. If you are brokenhearted today, God is near you. God is near you. Would you just have an open heart just to say, God, just come in. And as I, as I have a broken heart, God's near me. And we realize that. That's a level playing field. And he saves the crushed in spirit because, wow, if you, if you look at this and the brokenhearted, you see, that has everything to do with being fragmented in our lives. And we wonder, I'm so fragmented because I'm so broken. But it's at that place that God can pick up the pieces if you will allow him to and put you back together. So he says, I'm, I'm near to you today. And I, I'm, I've sent my spirit to be with you in the midst where you feel so crushed. Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. This word bind is literally, we have wounds. We're open spiritually inside of our heart, inside of our lives. He says, I've come to sew those things back together so that healing can begin, so it doesn't have to stay open. So just because you've been hurt doesn't mean you have to stay hurt. Just because you're hurt doesn't mean you have to stay hurt. Would somebody write that rap for me? Just because you hurt doesn't mean you have to, you, you need to write that and sing it because you don't want to hear my version of it, all right? What I want you to do today is, is, is not only take this for your present, but also to the future. Life in many ways is a football game. When you get up in the morning, you take the field in your life, and you get up, and you go in. You and I are prone to injury, and we are vulnerable to getting hurt. And I can promise you stuff is going to happen that, that, that's going to get you down, that's going to come in into your world, things that are hurt, hurt, things of pain from other people or things that you're going through. is. But the good news is you can get hurt, but also you can get healed in Jesus' name. And you don't have to embrace the label of hurt for the rest of your life to have it be your entire story. See, we can rehearse it, we can nurse it and curse it, and you can say, well, that's just my story. I'm just going to continue to keep this on and on. Or you can allow the healing process to start today. But know this, that there are people in this room that, that uh, you would not want to trade places with right now because those people are having pain that you don't have. And they're dealing 
with a pain in their life, and, and it's going to be different to how you're going to deal with it. And then you realize there's people who've made it to the other side of the hurt, and they have been healed in Jesus' name. And that ought to give us hope in the body of Christ. And so it's easy to know this, that, that we have to know this. The pathway of healing is not always easy. But here's what I want to encourage you and remind you today, that forgiveness has to be on repeat in our lives. What do I mean by that? Well, you have a song. If I, if I went across this room today, from my left to my right, up and down, and I said, hey, what song in your life is on repeat today? Like, okay, if you think that physically, like in your car, on your phone, or whatever, there may be a song that's on repeat right now, right? And that's coming to mind right now, and you're thinking about it, whether it's a good song or a bad song or whatever it may be, but you're, it's coming to your mind. But maybe you keep it on repeat because why? You identify with what's going on in that song. You identify with what's taking place. Maybe it's a season right now that you're going through a difficulty, but you have a song that's on repeat in your life because it's giving you encouragement and it's giving you hope. And, and so it plays over and over again. I don't understand all that, but I do that as well. But, you know, many times what I'm doing is before I come out here today and before I come out here and, and minister is that I'm up in my office early on Sunday morning and I'm just praying and there's a couple songs that I just have on repeat that, that I really love that gets my spirit engaged like, like Elevation years back they did this song called Unstoppable God and it just encourages me and it just kind of just pumps me up not that I need to let God know that he's unstoppable but I remind myself that God is an unstoppable Unstoppable God. It's kind of like the eye of the tiger for me. It's I got to get ready in my spirit because God's about ready to do something in the house. You have a song too. Or, or, or I love Holy Ground by Elevation. I love so many different of these worship uh, songs that are out there, but there's just a couple songs for me. It's just, it's in my spirit and it's just ready to come out and I need to hear that and I need to be encouraged that I just need to get my spirit right before I come out here and before I minister on a Sunday morning and say, God, just, I want to be a vessel, work out the kinks in me, whatever's going on. Maybe there's some hardship going on or some things in my mind. I just need to get me right before I come out here and, and I preach your word. This is what I mean about forgiveness. You can't just make a decision when the hurt is deep and say, okay, 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 I forgive, and you just walk away, that, that it will come to mind tonight and in the morning, and you'll keep it on repeat. You'll just keep the hurt and the pain on repeat over and over again when we understand that forgiveness is a choice, and you and I need to keep forgiveness on repeat in our lives. Well, how long do I have to do that, John? Well, Peter asked the same question, and Jesus said 70 times 7, forever, right? Well, that's not easy to swallow. Well, it's true. In other words, just keep on doing it. It's not, it's not for them, but forgiveness is about us. How many of you know that? See, when you forgive somebody, what you do is you Stop that pain. You stop that. Well, that may have, you say, well, it's still turning. But you're stopping it, but then you need to play forgiveness, and you need to turn that on and put that on and repeat instead of hurt, pain, bitterness, or whatever else is going on inside of you. It's a pathway to healing. Today, you can love and serve and be healed in Jesus' name. Just because you've been hurt doesn't mean you have to stay hurt in Jesus' name. There are patterns in our pain. Did you know that? 
So for the man of Bethesda, think with me about this. It had gone on for 38 years. That's quite a pattern, which explains why when Jesus came and learned about this man, Jesus came, the Bible says he had been in this condition for 37 years, a man who had been in that pattern, in the pattern of this. We as humans love patterns, don't we? If I were to take, uh, tell everybody in this room, take off your shoes, I'm not going to do that right now, but you take off your shoes and you look at the bottom of your shoe, your soul has a wear pattern that probably the rest of us don't. That you and I walk a certain way, whether it's the front part of our shoe on our sole or the side or the back. You ever looked at somebody's shoe and said, man, they're really wearing their heel off. They're pretty bad. You know, they're, you ever notice that on people? I do. Sorry. It, it seems weird. But, but also, I love shoes. So, okay. But I, I look at shoes and I'm thinking, oh, those are great looking shoes, man. <laughs> Where did you get those shoes? Those are great. But, you know, there are wear patterns. Like there's a wear pattern. If you have a chair in your office, there's a wear pattern on that chair That's all about you. There's certain things that you do that there are patterns in our life that we go about and we do every single day, many times unbeknownst to us because it's just who we are. There are patterns going on. There was a pattern in the man's life at the pool of Bethesda. You and I have a pattern. It's not somebody else's pattern. It's your pattern. You gravitate into that pattern because it becomes your comfort zone, and my comfort zone. And Jesus is getting ready to challenge this man's pattern. A 38-year-old pattern, and in the same way, Jesus comes and he stepped into this situation at the pool of Bethesda, and he came to disrupt the pattern in this man's life, and he has come to disrupt the pattern of pain in the man at the pool of Bethesda. He said, I am coming and I'm going to step into this circumstance and into this situation and scenario because there is a pattern of pain, that's a long pattern of pain, 38 years for you to be hanging out right here by this pool and I want to come and I want to talk to you about that. That's the pattern. Can somebody say that with me? The pattern. I promise you, if you are hurt, There's a pattern in your pain in your life, who you avoid talking to, who you say, I'm not going to deal with that. You say, no, 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 I'm not going to hang out with that person because every time I talk to them, it's about pain or it's a wrong relationship over and over again. And it could be, well, I got one on with this relationship and now I'm getting back into this other relationship, but really it looks the same because we live in the patterns of our life. Hurt people are drawn to hurt people. Have you ever noticed that? That, that hurt people congregate around each other and they come as a magnet and they allow the magnet of hurt to come and draw them all in and hurt people kind of move together in segments in their life. You ever notice that to be true? Oh yeah, it's true. I'm gonna just kind of spit the truth today here and just hope that you receive it as uh, I just wanna be a messenger of truth. Her people, they drawn into other relationships where people feel the same way. And so they validate one another's feelings as if it's, it's true and it's always the right perspective. Her people do that. See, many people see the world through the filter of their pain. Patterns. We see it through that and that's all we see and that's all we're locked into because the patterns come as self-destructive choices. There's the pattern of depression. There's the pattern of substance abuse, a pattern of overeating, a pattern of not finishing what you started, good starting, never finishing. There's the pattern of leaving. 
Pattern of leaving home. Pattern of leaving churches. Pattern of leaving relationships. Mood swings are patterns. They're caused by hurts in our lives. Pattern of making excuses. Pattern of shifting blame. Well, I did that because they did that. And you shift the blame. That's what happened. It's not me. It's what they did. See, there's a pattern. And we fall into the pattern because it's a comfort zone. We all identify with this. We've had at least moments, days, seasons where we've had to deal with it. I'm telling you out of your own experiences that there's pattern in the pain. When Jesus comes, he will always come to disrupt and challenge the pattern of people's thought processes. Have you ever noticed that when Jesus walked into a city, he went to hurting people that had a pattern of pain, a pattern of things that were wrong. He went to the woman at the well, and the woman at the well said, I can't be talking to you, you shouldn't be here. Well, why? Jesus, Jesus, well, we worship on this mountain, you guys worship on that mountain, and there's a separation, and I can't talk to you. Oh, no, that, that's, that's just wrong. Culturally, we can't do that. But Jesus came to disrupt the pattern of pain and the pattern of untruthfulness and the lies of the devourer. Amen? That's what Jesus came to do. And that's what Jesus comes to do in our own life. He comes to disrupt the patterns that are wrong and are not righteous because he loves us. He doesn't want us to stay where we're at. Amen? Heard the story of two ladies who are friends. I'm going to give them different names. Donna and her girlfriend, Susan. Donna tells Susan they they were good friends. They were. She tells her, I I don't want to be friends anymore. I don't even want to hang out anymore. I don't even want to call you anymore. When Susan was caught off guard by this and looks at this and out of concern a few weeks later, Susan texts Donna and says, "Uh, you don't have to answer me. I just want to say I hope that you're doing well. And within moments, Donna answers the text and said, I'm so excited to hear from you. I, I didn't mean what I said about not wanting to be your friend. I just wanted to see if I mattered enough for you to come after me. So think about this. In the twisted pain, the hurt person thinks it's okay for them to stay hurtful and to say hurtful things and to walk out on relationships because, you know, they didn't come after me. And they blame the other person, saying, if you cared, you would have come after me. If you cared, you would have made the phone call. That's twisted. It's crazy. Some of you are like, no, that's, that was good, wasn't it? No. Because there's so much unhealthy interaction going on that takes place when we hear the word health, we think, well, if we see health that it's being compassionate and it's being loving, we, we get all these things that come to mind on health. To us, we get caught in the twisted versions of manipulation. By the way, that was manipulation. Well, what would Jesus do, John? He would have gone after night and day, texted her, gone after her, went down. Well, listen, back up a minute. Not true. One day, a guy walked away from Jesus, not only physically, but said, no, no, I'm done. And, And Jesus looked at the rest of the men around him and said, are you guys going too? You guys want to go? 
I am not saying you should never assure a friend of your love. I'm not saying take it to extreme. I'm saying to you that that is manipulation and that is unhealthy. But when you're healthy, you draw the line and you say, wait a minute. I will not allow you and your lack of health to manipulate me. That takes a big person. That takes a person that's honest in the relationship to say, no, 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 you're not going to manipulate me. How many of you know there's a lot of manipulation that goes on? A lot of it that goes on in the name of Jesus Christ, too. We want it to sound spiritual. I will say, if you have friends right now and you're unhealthy, understand this. You and I do not have the power to help people who will not help themselves. But love is not about being manipulated, and whatever you want them to do, love is tough sometimes. And love says, we're not going to do this, because the route that you want to take me is unhealth. And I'm not going to live there, and you need help. So love does that sometimes. You need help. You've got to get help, or we can't have the right healthy relationship as we continue to move on. Now, that's some good stuff today, okay? That was worth the price of the entrance fee, which was free, by the way, anyways. Jesus saw the man in the condition, in a pattern for a long time, and he asked him, do you want to get well? And what he's saying is, are you ready to abandon the pattern now? The 38-year pattern Think with me. Just just envision kind of beyond the lines of Scripture here. And he had friends around his pattern. Well, we had to because the Bible says his friends around the pool. Friends around the pool. People who took him to the pool were his friends. People who brought him food and served him throughout the day, you know. And you, you can understand, I'm sure there was healthy people that came by. Maybe they didn't expect much from him. I don't know. Maybe you've explained your friends to other people like when they acted a certain way, you privately went to the other person and said, let me, let me, you know, I know this keeps happening, but you got to understand something. They've been hurt so bad in life. And so you tend to make excuses for them or people tend to make excuses for you, Right? Maybe you're explaining uh, your friends to other people. But today, I just want to be a messenger of healing and of hope, not shame, not condemnation, but I said hope. Can somebody shout hope? Can somebody shout healing? Because that's what we're talking about in Jesus' name. So when you, wanna, you, want, you want something you've never have, you've got to do something you've never done. So Jesus is setting all of this up because he wants this man to get well. Because I'm about ready to tell you something different than what you've done for 38 years around this pool. Are you up for this? Are are you ready for this? What I'm about ready to tell you right now, what I'm about ready to say, and Jesus boldly reached out and said to him, get up. Get up and take your mat, man. What we see, we're like, yeah, miracle. Pause. Can we just do a timeout for a moment? Was he healed on the ground? Like as he lay there, do we see the Bible account saying his muscles rippled and he hulked out and he got up and he did something that we don't see that. We don't see that there. But, but what we do is we have to realize inside of this, this was a miracle in the Bible. People 
were healed as they chose a new pattern to their life. So I want to talk to you just a few accounts of this. So Naaman was healed after he obeyed the prophet and he went down to the muddiest river and put himself under the mud seven times. He personally got involved in the miracle that God had for him, but it took him to walk down to the muddiest river and dip himself seven times. Wow. The lepers were healed while they were on their way. And 40, I just turned 49 years of age. Next year, 50, go over the hill. So I'm just, I just know this, just this, is this. After 49 years of living, I definitely don't know it all. But from what I have seen is many people just want to lie there expecting God to do the miracle without, without us participating in the miracle that God has for us. Just God, just do that. I've done it before. I just want to lay in bed. Oh, God, yes, do it today. And I just want to stay here. And I just want to kick back. And I just want to watch it all take place. But I found out that is not the truth. It's while you are going and while you are heading out and while you're going down to dip yourself seven times in the muddiest river is when you and I will get the healing that God has for you and for me. So good. He reorients this mind's man around a bad pattern to take him into a new pattern into his life. This is good. I believe some people are going to get freed up today. Just like there's pattern and patterns in our pain, there's patterns in our healing. There's a pattern in our healing. I said there's a pattern in our healing. I hope you get that. There's a pattern in our healing. And when pain comes in our life, it changes us. Every person in this room is different because of the pain that happened in your life. One way or another, for the good or for the bad, all of us have been through it. We, we come through it, and we're a different person on the other side of the pain. And when pain comes, we have to know this. It will change us one way or another. But only you can decide how it's changing you. That's it. And pain never leaves us the same. After the pain, we are not the same person before we even entered into it. Every time I felt pain, every time I felt somebody did me wrong, me, I'm talking about me, John Miller, responsibility, every time I felt betrayal, every time I feel rejection, I do my very best in the very moment to look and say, listen, I need to reorient my mind into a pattern of healing here because I know what it's like to live in an unhealthy manner. You know, Chris and I have shared uh, throughout many years where we went through it and there was unhealth in our own lives, in our own marriage. And we're like, man, this is not right. Well, you know, we, we went away and, and got some good teaching and good training on this. And these are practices that we've put into place and still do to this day that it's great to have somebody in your life that can say, hey, you know, like Kristen is, is a great spouse that she is and says, that is not right. That is unhealthy. And there's a healthier way to go through what you're going through. Amen. That's why we need the church beyond Sunday morning so that we can encourage each other and step into each other's world and say, hey, that just, I love you so much that that just seems unhealthy and that's not the right way to do it. And here is a better way. And we can love each other through it. I mean, that's what the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is. 
right? That there's a better vision for the church than just coming on Sunday morning, though I thank you, and I know you're here, and you're, I'm speaking to the people that, that are committed today, but it's more than that, that we say, hey, wait a minute, I see a pattern inside of you that, that it, can I just talk to you about that? I don't want to assume something, but we need to talk about this right now. We need to be faithful and hold each other accountable in the midst of that. All I see is the word that people don't like in the day is the word accountability. I'm sorry, but that, there it is. Accountability that we need it in the body of Christ. And we think we're walking in here and we're going to get changed just by what we do by ourselves and leave. It doesn't happen because the book of Acts shows us it doesn't happen. It takes relationship, it takes one anothering, it takes loving each other, it takes calling out the things that are good and calling out the things that are not so good so that we will be healthy people. More than quantity, we want a qualitative life in Christ. That's what I see when I look at the New Testament. That's the things I go through. So let me tell you something. If I never got up here because there was so much pain in my life, man, I'd be shirking the call of God. You're the same way. Feel all the pain in your life to hold you back from doing what God has called you to do. Man, that's, it's a done and over with moment, right? But I, what I have to do is I have to keep walking by faith and not by sight just like you do and develop a pattern of healing that I can walk that pattern out in my life rather than living in a pattern of pain. I've got to walk it out every day. Like I've got to walk in a pattern of health. I mean, the only way to know whether you're unhealthy is you've got, to, you've got to understand what health is, right? Well, I know what it is to be healthy. So when the thought comes, the pattern tries to come, and I keep going back into my comfort zone, I keep going back into all these lies, I said, no, 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 I need to reorient my mind and my heart to the things that are life-giving, that are honoring to God, that are healing and begin to make the choices as hard as it is, as much as we want to go into a room, shut the door, say all the explicatives, punch a few walls, beat our head against the wall, all those things, right? Yeah? That we have to come and say, wait a minute, that, this is not the right way to handle this, that there is a pattern of healing that God has for my life, that God has a better marriage for you, that God has a better relationship for you, that God has something great for you, and God just steps into our world through Jesus and said, hey, listen, I'm going to come and I'm going to tell you what you're doing, that's, that's not healthy, and you need to be healthy in me, and he would step into those situations because he loves us. But right now, what he wants us to know is inside of this is to know you can't walk by your feeling. You have to walk by your faith today, right? Instead of be shackled down by your, by your thoughts of what people have done to you, my goodness, if we did that, nobody would come to church today. We just, oh man, they, this, people, this person hurt me. They said things about me. They wrote something on Facebook. They yelped us and they did that and yip, 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 God says, I've come to bring Jesus to bring you into a pattern of healing and life. And you got to push beyond the pattern of unhealth and come into the pattern of healing so that you and I can have an open heart. An open heart. But right now, there's people in this room that you need to know that, come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on, young person. Come on, child. You can do this thing. Come on. Come on, come on, get up, 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 get up. I mean, listen, we had an opportunity to go to the pool of Bethesda in March. 
It, it, what's crazy is, is I always thought, well, it's kind of like a swimming pool. Well, the person, why did he just roll in? Why doesn't she just roll into the pool? Well, you can't. Pool of Bethesda, as you see, you see there's five colonnades and it's covered by columns and all those things that are going on. But the pool of Bethesda is way down and where he was at was way up high. So for him to roll off, he would have died, okay? Then Jesus would have had to resurrect him, but he could have done that and all that, but all that. But, but it takes, you know, you, you see how it's locked into the pattern. You see, you're like, whoa. The pattern, the pattern of unhealth, the pattern of the lies that you keep believing. Jesus has come to destroy those lies. He's come to take those things, and you need to take those things captive through the power of Jesus Christ and you need to get up and you need to stop sitting there and expect a miracle or to be different staying in the same pattern. You need to get a new pattern today. That's what I'm saying. That's what Jesus is telling you and me. So come on, step back in, get back into what God's called you to do and God will use that as a part of your healing. You don't have to stay hurt. Life hurts sometimes, painful, excruciating, and so the enemy's tactics is to push you back into a corner and get you into the place where he just beats you down and you stay down for the count. But listen, you can go through a pattern of pain or you can go to a pattern of healing in Jesus' name. And I want to encourage you, there's healing in the pattern of health. Take the step Maybe today it's just, I'm going to take a baby step towards that. God, give me strength. I'm just going to move a little bit further. I'm going to go a little bit further than where I was. I'm going to start rising up. I'm going to start rising up. I can't stay here another day. I've been camped out. And God has healing for you because he says, I have come to heal the brokenhearted. And God is my healer. That's his word over.